Welcome to episode one of the Georgian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Liz Tripodi and I'd like to welcome with me Anita Fiorenza. Hi everybody. We are so happy to have you with us from wherever you are listening around the world. And this podcast is going to be about our journey doing surrogacy in Tbilisi, Georgia, which is a country in Eastern Europe, not America. And we're going to give you lots of information over different episodes about our own personal surrogacy journeys, information about clinics, information about Tbilisi, shopping, getting out of the country, where to eat. Yes. So while Liz might be the one that is super serious, I'm going to be chiming in with all of the fun facts that Liz and I got up to while in Georgia. So it's been now coming up to two years that our girls uh, were born in Tbilisi. Our situation, both Anita and I, was a little bit unusual to most surrogacy journeys because we were in the middle of COVID when our girls were born. So I guess the first place to start in this episode is we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves and then a little bit about how we met. So I am now 45 years old and my husband and I tried for 13 years to have a family by lots of different fertility treatments both in Australia and overseas and nothing worked and I started to we knew that our last option was going to be surrogacy but it's quite a scary thing uh, if you haven't or you don't know anybody and certainly four years ago when we signed contracts to do surrogacy in Georgia there was very few people in Australia that had been to Georgia and no one really that I, well, there was nobody that I knew that had gone through surrogacy. It's one of those topics that is a little bit taboo, don't you agree, Anita? Yes, I think um, we get all kinds of questions, um, even now uh, when we still mention uh, our little ones were born overseas. Um, people stop us and say, the. I think you can... Put, have a money jar next to you and um, have a bet about what questions they're going to ask first. So, And I think one of the most important things is by us doing this podcast also is we want to bring aware, awareness to the world of surrogacy but also awareness of surrogacy in Georgia because it is such a beautiful country, beautiful people, fantastic medical care. Mm. We had the most amazing doctors, mm. which we'll, we'll get to in future episodes and how our journey is intertwined. But... I did lots of research. I looked at every single country that was, you know, possible. Uh, and obviously, before we'd gotten to this stage, we'd also looked at adoption. We'd looked at fostering. We'd, we'd looked at every possible situation. And I we looked at the Ukraine, and obviously now, sadly, the Ukraine surrogacy is no longer available due to the terrible war that's happening there. Um, and then I stumbled upon Georgia, and Georgia looked like it was very similar country to um, um, Greece, which is somewhere where uh, my husband and I have travelled a lot to. In the city of Tbilisi, I had a few friends that had been there before and said what a beautiful city it was. So I made a few inquiries. I contacted pretty much every clinic 
um, that I could find myself on the internet and set up Skype calls. Again, at this stage, I didn't know anybody that had gone to Georgia and certainly nobody that had signed with them. I had a couple of meetings with a lawyer and, a, and uh, another company, um, but again, they had no one that had done surrogacy in Georgia. So my husband and I decided to go and, and visit Tbilisi during one of our European trips. And I remember our flight landed at around four o'clock in the morning and we got picked up by the driver from the agency that we decided to use. And we got driven to the maternity hospital and it was completely closed and they completely dark and we got dropped off and walked down this little corridor where the guest accommodation was and my husband and I are looking at each other and thinking what are we doing here we, we it was like going into almost like a haunted house and we were so tired and and, and just we couldn't believe we traveled across the world to number one look at the possibility of surrogacy but here we are in a strange country that we didn't, didn't know anything about we went to sleep. We got woken up in the morning at about 8.30 uh, by a couple of ladies bringing us breakfast. And then about 15 minutes later, the coordinator knocked on the door and, you know, welcomed us with open arms. And we did a tour of the facilities and I just burst into tears. I remember taking my husband's hand and just saying, I don't know if we're doing the right thing. I, I was just so overwhelmed by everything that we had already gone through in our journey, but so overwhelmed with what the possibility could be. You know, was this going to be the chance for us to be parents or were we again looking down the barrel of just empty hopes and promises? We met with the doctors and one of the key things that my husband still remembers to this day is one of the doctors said to us I promise you that you will get your baby now they're pretty big words we'd never been promised anything ever um and Dr Ketty yeah yeah it was Dr Ketty the wonderful Dr Ketty who we both have so much respect for and uh so we decided to sign we went through the legals with the lawyers there and uh um, but prior, prior to this, the day before, we while we were, went back into our room and I said to my husband, you know what, we were both so overwhelmed, let's just go to a shopping centre and ground ourselves because, you know, it doesn't matter what city you're in with, around the world, around the world, I find that if you go to a big shopping mall, you sort of become a bit more grounded by your facilities because everything sort of feels a little bit more familiar. So we took a cab out to Tbilisi Mall and we walked around the shops and, and things like that and we chatted and we had a chance a little bit more to get back to normality. Then after a couple of days, we actually checked into a hotel and again, you know, was, was going through the process of, of the biggest decision of our lives and so we signed and we left Tbilisi, I think, for the first time with a little bit of hope. And that was in July of 2019. And, yeah. And I think when you got back, um, we met shortly after that on social media. We did. 
Yeah. So Anita and I were both um, members of various social media platforms. Yeah. Uh, and by chance, I think from memory, I responded to a question. Yeah, of um, yours. It was on the Australian, the Australian um, surrogacy page. You picked me up from there because I posted a question asking about uh, was it over, just overseas I think so. surrogacy and, and options. Look, up until this time, I mean, now it's a lot more common, but certainly on most of the Australian pages going overseas back then wasn't recommended and no. it wasn't encouraged. Yeah. And I'm so happy to see now that it has become a lot more supported. Yes. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your journey? Um, okay, so, look, my memory is foggy because um, when you become a mum, everything goes foggy. <laughs> but um, I'll try and match Liz's great story. Um, Isn't that great? <laughs> so where Liz and I connected was um, on that post and basically I asked a question and Liz seemed to be so enthusiastic and I just seemed to connect with um, Liz. And uh, I had at that stage um, been speaking to a few other people. Um, I found a lady um known as Genevieve. Um, she uh, does egg donate donations. Um, I've done a video chat with her and she'd um, spoken to me quite thoroughly about um, all different places I could go and I had been researching in the US about um, guaranteed programs. So uh, she had compared uh, guaranteed programs with me in Greece, Ukraine and Georgia. And for those that may not be uh, familiar with some of the terms that we might use during this podcast, a guaranteed program is exactly what it sounds like. They are guaranteeing you a baby. Now, every country and every clinic or agency have different rules about what's mm -hmm. included in a guarantee. So if you are researching surrogacy for the first time, do look over everything and do see that if a guarantee package is right for you or it isn't. For example, in my case, we chose not to go with a guarantee package because we just couldn't afford it after spending so much money already on surrogacy. Yeah, so um, for me, um, I absolutely wasn't going to chance surrogacy without a guarantee. Um, I had already tried surrogacy Back, um, oh, it could have been 2014, uh, we had uh, gone through uh, Asia and we had been burned. I had um, used all of my, um, yeah, I had used all of my uh, embryos and, um, and they had been um, transferred across and, um, transferred across and I'd lost um, lost them all. So going back um, now to where I started um, and met Liz, so um, I ended up in Georgia and uh, I needed a donor egg and um, this third party company was going to um, guarantee me a donor egg. Uh, we talked about uh, the best places to go and it ended up being uh, Chachaba which ended up being in Georgia. So I needed to get there and I needed a guaranteed program. Going um, across, I really hadn't looked at all the different companies in Georgia 
um, like Liz had. Uh, but Liz was a great source of information for me. I think I'd done most of the research for yes. both of us. Um, I did later on contact some of the agencies just to double check, but um, I, I had been put straight through to uh, my coordinator at Chichava, and um, I did also wait and speak to people in Greece, and it just came down to the package that I was being offered, the terms and conditions. Uh, we left USA way behind. We weren't interested. Um, when we looked at the packages, there was a lot of um, uh, insurance costs and um, money to the agency, and we found that for the money we were paying, uh, we were getting a lot on our side, like, um, you know, they were covering the food for the time we would be there. They were covering um, uh, accommodation. They were covering a lot of things that uh, we couldn't see where the value for money was going um, if we were going to the USA. Um, um, so going forward, I connected with my coordinator and um, I could see that Liz was uh, probably going through at the same time as me and I think our friendship was developing online and she had already been there so she'd uh, been in you said July it was yeah so it was around August um, August 2019 is that right mm. yeah August 2019 and uh, we signed as well we were, we were right behind you um, August 2019 we signed our contract and um, I was keeping up with Liz, pretty much. But you visited there, what was it, October, November? Is that we, when it was? We had planned to actually go in, not until March. But we brought our trip forward to Christmas. Um, so December, um, December, January, on that New Year's uh, Christmas period, uh, I got a break from work unexpectedly. And I brought all the flights forward and we had... Uh, signed everything from Australia. We had transferred all the money, um, which was quite daunting because we didn't intend on doing everything. A lot of people... And I remember reassuring you that everything's fine. Yeah. Don't want you to worry. Yeah. And because by that stage, we were ready to go very close for yeah. our first transfer. Yes. And I think... Um, it made it a bit easier knowing Liz had gone there, Liz had um, done it, and I had Liz in my pocket, whereas um, some people um, wouldn't transfer two lots of payments ready to do a transfer without going there and signing at that early stage yeah. because Georgia really wasn't on the map no, then. it still they wasn't, it wasn't on the map at yeah, all. And, and Georgia was a pretty much an unknown country for surrogacy. And I think we, we I mean, I, I certainly got a lot of pushback. Why are you going yeah. to, to Russia? And look, Georgia is not Russia, and I think it's very clear to make the difference that Georgia is, the, you know, independent country. Yes, it might be bordering on Russia, but it's bordering on other countries as well. Yeah. And certainly, yes, a lot of Russians have... Um, gone to live in Georgia, but the Georgian people are very proud of their heritage. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think my husband seemed to be quite confident um, as well about the location, whereas I, I um, was more about the research side of how we're going to do this, what we're going to do, and I had forward planned everything. Um, he was more about the geography of it yeah. um, until we got there. So, but I, I do understand what you say because until we got there and got on that plane and got and went and did that transfer, um, oh, the the feeling of arriving in a country and into that ma uh, maternity hospital and yeah. and the hotel and uh, it's surreal. It is absolutely life changing. 
Um, and it's very different for us Australians as well. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> I remember, I mean, it is such a long flight, long flight, such a long way for us to get anywhere from Australia. And people that are you know, in, already in Europe and are looking to do surrogacy, it is so much easier for them to hop on a flight and go across those two or three hours to Tbilisi. Uh, for us, anyone in Australia, it is something that has to be planned so far in advance. And of course, and we'll get to this in future episodes, our babies were due in the middle of a pandemic where our government had flights banned in and out of our country. So, But we didn't know that. No, of course because not. Because when we went, everything was normal. Everything was absolutely normal and COVID hadn't even become a thing. No. Um, yeah. And we are very fortunate. I mean, I, I think it was... So if we want to just fast forward just a fraction, our transfer went through first. So we transferred two embryos, two very good quality embryos. And we're going to talk in future episodes about how they find a surrogate and communication and all that sort of stuff. But our first transfer sadly failed. And that was the end, the, at the end of January 2020. And Anita had her transfer and they were successful on first go. Yes, which left me um, in two places. I was obviously ecstatic because, you know... But you were so disappointed. I remember you were so disappointed I didn't know what me. to say to Liz because how could I be going forward because um, we were working together through yeah. the whole thing. And we used to joke, oh, imagine, imagine if we end up being there at the same time and imagine if our babies are born at the same time. Well, it was meant to be because our girls were born three weeks apart. We both ended up there at the same time. You know, for, but for a while there, I thought I was well, going on my own. Oh, exactly right. Yeah, and I so did. And um, our second, so Anita, of course, I was absolutely thrilled. And we hadn't met at this stage. Like, no, physically, we, still, we had never met. And the ironic thing about our friendship and about what a small world it is is we live 15 minutes away from each other. Yes. Um, and it turns out that I sang at uh, your, husband's, yes. your husband's sister's wedding. Yes. And... And so, you know, paths had crossed. You were customers at where my husband works. Like, it was just a, a strange set of circumstances. Yes, that's right. We found that out later, though. Yes, towards, much later. Towards the end, like, um, just before our, um, our little ones were born and we were all over there together, um, people started putting... Um, putting the um, names, yeah, names together, together because of social media. Um, so our second transfer then happened um, at the start of March 2020. And, uh, or, yeah, uh, end of very, very late Feb 2020. And, again, we transferred two. It was pretty much our final go because we only had four embryos. And, uh, miraculously, both those two embryos took... It was very, very high HCG readings from the start. So after a seven days, so there was a positive. Um, and my husband and I would joke, imagine if it's twins, you know. Now, when we got confirmation from Dr. Ketty that it was a positive, we were just over the moon. A few days later, and of course Anita was one of the very first that I, that I told and and I think you said, oh, imagine if you're having twins or... We used to... We all used to joke about it. Yeah. 
Because Anita was hoping to have twins. I did, yeah. We yeah, we originally transferred to try and get twins. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so my husband and I didn't, you know, we'd come 13 years and we had never, ever thought that, you know, we would have just been happy just to have one and just even to get a positive on a pregnancy test for us would have been enough. And so... Dr. Ketty comes back to us a few days later and said, oh, by the way, there's two in there. I remember one night, well, I found out it was 10 o'clock at night because Georgia used to always sort of text or, you know, call around that time and my husband was asleep in bed. I remember going up the stairs, I was holding the the phone, I had the video on and I walked in and I said, babe, and he's like, ugh. And I said, "Uh, Dr. Ketty just rang. He goes, ugh. I said, um... We're having twins. Well, his body literally jumped out of the bed. <laughs> it was like one of those things you see in a movie. And uh, I said, okay, good night. And I walked out and closed the door and I still have that video. And, uh, and yeah. And, you know, I'll get into in later episodes about the risks and, you know, what happens with twins during surrogacy and different things that happened um, to us. But I will say, you know, from the onset, Anita and I, number one, are so lucky that we have found this friendship that is going to last the rest of our lives. Um, And under very unusual circumstances, you know, people come into your life for a reason, but it turns out we have more in common than just the fact that we went through surrogacy journeys as women. We are both from... European backgrounds. We are both extremely family orientated. We're both very compassionate people. We both are very driven. Um, I'd like to say we're both very caring. Guess it depends on what day of the week <laughs> it is. No. We're both very headstrong. We're both stubborn. Um, and and I can say now, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for this woman. Oh. <laughs> Ditto. (laughs) So that wraps up the first episode of the Georgian Surrogacy Podcast. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Ciao.